Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the ANZW podcast, where we amplify the voice and profile of incredible women and allies in the ServiceNow community across Australia and New Zealand. Bringing the voices of diversity and inclusion to you, whether you're taking a coffee break, walking the dog, or hitting the gym. I'm Katrina Reid, a Senior Principal Strategist in the Inspire Value team. And today I'm here with Michelle Mitchell-Hill, a Senior Regional Alliance Manager at ServiceNow and star of today's episode. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Kat. Thanks for the opportunity. It's lovely to have you. Let's start by telling a little about yourself and your career history. Well, Kat, I'm a country girl at heart. I actually was born and raised on a sheep property about one and a half hours northwest of Newcastle in a town called Musselburgh. We grew up on 3,000 acres and worked the family property with my father and mother breeding merino sheep and taking their fine wool to market for the wool sales down in Newcastle. I met my husband, Eric, in Sydney, and we have two amazing teenagers, Jack and Annabelle, and we love to travel travel a lot. So we have made sure we've taken the opportunity to, as they've been growing, uh, to, to travel around the world when we can and create lots of memories with them. So you grew up on a farm. How did you go from sheep to IT? Well, I actually started out as my first job uh, in an Italian restaurant, waitressing. And when I left high school, I thought that that was a natural progression for me to go into hospitality. So I studied a two and a half year associate diploma in hospitality management and worked right through the the ranks of uh, banquet manager through to front office manager in some amazing hotels. And then I realised that that was not for me for, the, for a career choice. And um, so I went travelling around the world with some, some girlfriends backpacking. And then when I came back, started as a mature age student, my marketing degree. So finished that. And then um, just by chance, I landed into a job in sales rather than marketing. And um, I often reflect back on a comment that one of my lecturers at, at uni in, in the last semester was was um, offering his recommendation to all of us not to go into sales, just jump straight into marketing. And I never truly, really understood what that meant. But now I do because once you go into sales, it's such an amazing career and I've not looked back. So for 17 years, I've worked with Dell uh, and in some amazing opportunities. I think sales is is an area where, you know, you, you set your own desti- destiny because there's so many different opportunities. And, and I joined Dell at a time where I was actually the first inside sales rep hired. I had opportunities that took me into Malaysia to uh, take my best practice uh, from working in the team in Australia up to an inside sales team in our Penang office. Um, and then I came back and I, I progressed into field sales. And field sales was a exciting time because I got to, to talk about new technologies that Dell was bringing to market as, as we were growing and the technology that we were delivering uh, to our customers was, was changing. We sold, um, you know, the first Pentium in a desktop PC. I remember selling our our notebook line when Dell launched that, and and 
and living through that um, time frame of moving off floppy disk to CD drives to USB drives. It was just an amazing time. And even our, our servers, I have a laugh where the first servers that Dell introduced had two gig hard drives, so astronomically expensive. Um, and then right through to the virtual desktop technology. So I was delivering those solutions into our um, the four major banks and also across the, the legal uh, firms. So really, really great territory to have, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of smart people that we worked with um, throughout that period. I went on paternity leave and for my second child, when I came back, I was tapped on the shoulder for a job in, in Asia Pacific. So that opened up the doors. And for the last six years of, of my tenure at Dell, I travelled uh, all through Asia. And my role was uh, specifically as a regional account director working on um, our key global relationships that, that had headquarters across, across the region. So for me, I love travelling. I got to spend time in Singapore. Malaysia, Hong Kong, Japan, China, and India, and and also frequented the US for, for sales kickoffs and and taking some of our banking customers across to what we would call um, an enterprise enterprise briefing um, center in Austin, Texas. So um, amazing opportunity and. It also, working in sales, but also when you're working up in the region, you actually get that ability to, um, you know, you have to be on your toes to jump into a new culture, not only with, you know, meeting CIOs for some of these big global customers, but also at working with local sales teams and, um, you know, making sure that you, you were aligned to that culture and the way they sold and considerate to, to that environment that they were working in so probably the, the biggest highlight of my career today and then Michael Dell took the company private in the end of 2013 and so after 17 years at Dell I, I had the opportunity to do um, an opt-in for a voluntary redundancy which I took and then I had 10 months off did a bit of traveling with the family and then uh, started at ServiceNow. Have you always been based in Australia or have you lived overseas a bit during that time as well? Always in Australia. So I was fortunate that the role, even though it was regional, it was, it was and I reported into Singapore, it was actually based out of Sydney. So that meant I was travelling every four to five weeks, but I was doing three countries, making sure because I had the family back home and my supportive husband taking hold of, um, you know, the, the family chores, which he did a fantastic job at. And I would be in and out on a Sunday night and back on a Saturday morning across three countries. So um, it was a bit of a juggling act, but we got through it without having to move. And now you've moved into the alliances and channels part of the business. Can you talk a little bit about your current role? Yeah, so my current role is still in sales. I've always been an individual contributor with a sales hat on, which I love. The difference with this role is, is that I've gone from 17 years of direct sales and selling into the customer to now joining ServiceNow and actually with a sales hat on, 
managing relationships with our key global strategic alliances. So I look after EY, Fujitsu and Capgemini, and, and both are on different, all of them are on different journeys throughout their growth with their partnership uh, with ServiceNow. And, and it's probably, I can compartmentalise my role because there's a ServiceNow practice element where I'm working with these emerging partners to actually build out and give guidance and structure to what we perceive as you know, really strong, capable service now uh, practice for, for a partner. So there's that element and that breaks down into uh, anything from training plans. So certifying, doing accreditations, looking at enablement, and then looking at how they align through the partner program so that they're aligned to what our expectations are for uh, an elite partner. And then there's the part of relationship building. So because I manage the relationship, I've, I wear many hats. So it's a lot of networking uh, in the partner community, outside of the ServiceNow practice, getting to thought leaders, getting across industry sector leads, getting across sales teams, getting across even their product teams or their specialties um, as an example. I have a partner that has a strong risk practice. So it, it's putting on a, a different different thought process of how I'm going to approach the head of risk as an example. And then the, the, the other part is building out go-to-market go plans with the customer. So um, we have a, an amazing global team that uh, also has a marketing focus across my three partners. So I make sure that what we're doing in market is aligned up in the region and then in with the global strategy. And that could be locally here with we do events such as roundtables, uh, we lock in white paper discussions and, and put them out to market. We've done panels, we do sponsorship. So there is a lot of areas of focus, especially building out that go-to-market. So do, it sounds like the alliance manager role is actually a really good blend of your sales background and your marketing background, all rolled into one role. Yes, definitely. The The marketing degree has certainly helped me because when you think of marketing, there's an element of sales with that as well. And, and it's, a nice, it's a nice balance. And I always think back to when we're talking about sales and how you get into a sales career, there's no real clear path. But I, I do feel just through my experience having done that marketing degree but not stepping into marketing it's certainly a, a clear pathway for, for many young people looking to to jump into sales um, through that degree what are some of the emerging technologies you're most excited about sustainable technology cat the goal of these technologies is to drastically reduce environmental and and ecological risks and to create a sustainable product. When I think of the discussions out in the market, especially with our partners today, they really have a focus across ESG and, and that maps in nicely with where ServiceNow is looking at ESG and what we do internally as a company. But the sustainability focus is, is can be anything from leveraging AI to replace additives like additives in meat products. 
and wood being used to replace plastic. There's solar panels, there's obviously electric vehicles, there's just an amazing amount of, of uh, sustainable technology. So this is a really hot topic with the partners, as I was saying, but what, what also is of interest is that companies need to look at this to retain talent. I read the statistic the other day where three out of four millennials are actually looking at companies that have a focus of around sustainability. And I know through conversations with my partners that that's actually one of the, the top three focus areas is how do we retain talent um, and include that sustainability focus internally. It's definitely a really hot topic. And I think I think a lot of people think sustainability is just about the environment, whereas I think, you know, certainly working in the business world, you can see that there's so many factors that play into it, even looking at things like, you know, risk and third party and supply chains. And it's more than just building a sustainable environment. It's about building a sustainable workplace. It's about building sustainable supply chains and sustainable operations. So I can see it's definitely a growing area. It is, and and really looking forward to working with with my partners and customers to see how we can grow that out together. Historically, it's always been a little bit underinvested in. It's kind of been the nice to have. Do you think now in the business world, it's becoming more of a priority because people are starting to see it impact the bottom line? It is definitely a, an emerging discussion, an emerging area for for organisations to to talk through. And and I think the challenge has been how do they quantify this? Their annual reports are requiring a reporting to this effect around environmental governance, reduction of carbon emissions. What do they do to actually and how do they quantify that to to the next level where they're looking at using technology to reduce and and create efficiencies within within the organisation? Because there's some aggressive targets that the regulators have put on um, organisations and different industries. And there is huge opportunity, especially from our perspective, to, to work with the partners. Looking back on your career, what's some of the best advice you've received from a mentor or a coach that has served you well? Personally, I'd have to say that it's my mum has been a real mentor. She was all about getting the education that you have passion for. Um, and if you don't like it, change. You know, listen to current affairs, listen to global affairs. That's really important been important because I've been in in that global role the regional roles but when you're out there talking to customers and you're talking across different industries it's great to have an understanding and an appreciation of what's going out in the world not just in your own backyard so I've I've really taken that on board and continued to make sure I've been educated and studying through areas I've liked but also through um you know, just just in general, being being aware of what's what's happening um, around the world. I haven't really had any mentors uh, throughout my career. What what I have had, or I like to kind of reflect on, is I've been fortunate to work with some amazing males, male-dominated industry. I've only worked for males, and there's a handful throughout that career period that um, I've used as soundboards so for want of a better, better word but um, but you know if I had if I had something or I had a, an idea or a challenge that that was presented to me 
I'd think that through and then I'd go and, and pick out one of my managers or past managers and go and have a coffee and just have a chat and get their advice on that. I've often referred to that in the past as having your own personal board of directors in your career. And like you've got a group of people that you know you can go to for advice in specific areas. And I, I always advise people to build their own board of directors. And it sounds like that's exactly what you had. Yeah, yeah actually, that's, that's spot on. And because I did have that 17-year career, it's um, gifted me with a, a broad range of, of people, um, even customers that I've worked with that um, – and because of the hyper growth of Dell at that time, and a lot of people stayed there for as long as I did, there's a real close knit network that that I've built. And you know, I'd be sure that if I picked up a phone, called someone to get some advice, that I would I would be well received to get that that advice back. You said earlier that you grew up on a farm. Have you always lived in the city since? Is that, do you miss the farm or are you absolutely 100% a city girl now? <laughs> oh, well, you can take the, the girl out of the country, but not the country out of the girl, I say, uh, as the saying goes. And I do, I don't, it, the property is still in the family and, and we were hoping to get up there um, for a reunion on Boxing Day this year. And I do take the opportunity to, to, to go up there with, with my children and talk through the experiences that we had and expose them to that. I do like being in the city. Plenty of fresh air, but also plenty of entertainment at the same time in the city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What fuels you outside of work? Because I have like young children at the moment and, and I, I guess I'm almost an empty nester, <laughs> I, I've taken the time to spend a lot of time creating memories with with both Jack and Annabelle. So Jack's uh, just completed his first year at the UTS doing a Bachelor of Business in Marketing and Annabelle is just starting year 12. So it's been really important for my husband and I to make sure that we, you know, when we had the opportunity to take them travelling, um, going away with friends, we love, we've got a great group of friends with similar age children. So, you know, the odd school holiday will be off together um and a group of, of as many as 20 people um just having a nice beach holiday together sharing memories so that that's been a big focus and is a, a focus that you know is a priority for me going forward and obviously um just catching up with friends and and having fun with them we we do have a great community so and long-term friendships over 20 years plus so it's it's um that friendships have been very important for us health I I love going to the gym at the moment so um I you know that's a priority just making sure that I'm you know out there getting maintaining my health and fitness if I can drag the kids along they'll come along as well and Oh, and I um, and of course I I love a shop, so um, nothing like a good sale. Cat. Oh, what was the latest guilty purchase? <laughs> well, I if you ask my friends, they'll all know me as the shopper and the bargain. Um, but I think with COVID, I've actually got a new new look on on how I buy and purchase. Um, 
the couple of years of COVID lockdown, I wasn't online crazy shopping, which surprised me. Um, I like to go into the shop and have that re- retail experience. So now that we're we're back out, it's really about do I really need that? I might, you know, and it's building up the wardrobe again for work, really, at the end of the day for me and a nice pair of earrings. That sounds like a great excuse. <laughs> the pandemic's over. I need a new wardrobe for work. <laughs> oh, it works for me. <laughs> Do you have any advice that you'd give for people who are considering a career in sales or working within the Alliance part of the industry? I think it's, it's well, we know it's a fact that it's, it's very well um underrepresented from a, a female perspective and I, I mentioned earlier that there, there really is no clear career path that I can see there's not I want to be a sales rep how do I get there it just people either talk their way into it or they fall into an account management role or a role where there's a customer and you know from corporate not a retail sales role but in in from a corporate perspective I spent a lot of time um, in the early years of my daughter's high schooling um, turning up to career days and I'd be there next to the police officer mum the accountant the engineer mum and then the girls would come up with this um, and it was rotational so I'd get a group of girls for 10 minutes to talk to them about sales and it was really interesting because their first question to me was, well, how do we get into sales and what subjects do I need to do? So it was all about the subjects at school that I need to get into sales. So I really had to think about that. And that was, you know, if you're doing business studies, they've got business studies, they've got, um, you know, economics. There's 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 only a handful of, of uh, subjects now that I realised that in high school. so. So we don't, we don't, it was funny just hearing that questioning from, from, the, from the students because it made me realise that there actually is no clear path and I can kind of, you know, make sense why girls aren't, you know, they're choosing different careers and um, not really understanding how to get into, you know, a, a, like a sales career. So my... I think my my advice would be if if it is something that's of interest, it's a business degree. Business is that's what I did. It's very well grounding. It gives you a good insight into how an organisation operates, and um, yeah, it sets you up for you know dealing with all types of organisations. Um, but yeah, I I would highly recommend sales. I've had so much fun. I've met. So many wonderful people. So a few fun questions to wrap up with. What is your favourite book or podcast? Oh, a holiday book. I love reading Dean Koontz. So he's uh, <laughs> known as a, a thriller, good, good thriller, which incorporate elements of like horror, fantasy, science fiction. So he releases two books a year and I just get lost in those two books. They're on my Christmas and birthday list every year. But I've just discovered Audible. So for the last maybe eight months, I've been um, hooked on Audible. So when I'm outside, if I'm in the car, I've got I've got a lot of leadership 
books that I'm I'm getting through really quickly. So it's more efficient with timing. And I've just finished um, The Grit by Angela Duckworth, and, and she's a psychologist, and she shares her insights on the ability to achieve. And this discusses um, that it's really not talent or gifting that gets us the places we want to be, but our own willpower and desire to, to succeed. And I think that really correlates into the culture at ServiceNow. Bill McDermott came out recently around encouraging the sales teams to, you know, be passionate, bring your natural self to work. And that, I guess, correlates back in with the, the grid. It's like you've got to be passionate about something. Best movie or TV show to binge watch? Oh, uh, definitely Breaking Bad. That was my favourite binge through COVID. A place, oh, this is going to be a good one because given how much travel you've done, I'm really looking forward to your answer to this one, but a place everyone must visit in their lifetime. So when I had my my year off, uh, we went overseas. We took the kids over to Italy and we came across a place called Marina De Cantone. And so this is a small hidden hidden away resort in a beautiful location near the tip of the Sorrentine Peninsula in Italy. We'd planned to go down to on the Amalfi Coast, but this is actually just on the same coastline, but just before you hit the, the crowds and that horrendous drive down the Amalfi Coast. So it was just beautiful. We stopped there. It's Pebble Beach, beautiful food, tucked away and and you know half an hour boat ride from from Capri that was just amazing it sounds divine <laughs> before you hit that oh lovely yeah do you have a favorite food Italian I was gonna guess that <laughs> well it's, uh, I love carbs good yeah, spag bowl and a glass of Shiraz yeah, on, the, on yeah. the coast in Italy it sounds perfect yeah absolutely some garlic bread um yeah a big creamy bowl of pasta Well, Michelle, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you for joining and sharing your story. Thanks, Kat. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Make sure to join our LinkedIn group to continue the conversation and connect with all of our guests on the show. You can find us on the ANZW podcast homepage, as well as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And if you know someone with a great story to share, drop us a note. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week and we will see you next time. 